Hello folks, this is Jeffrey Bridges, founder and executive producer of Pendant Productions, and I just wanted to take a second to introduce you to this file that you are listening to here, the 50th episode anniversary reel for Umkit Industries presents the Dixie Stenberg and Brassy Battalion Adventure Theater. You will hear more from me at the end, but right now let's get on into your submissions. Hi, this is Richard Casto. I just wanted to say a few nice things about uh, Dixie to the uh, cast and the crew, the writers, um, the editors, the directors, everybody that's you know put their time and talent towards this show. Uh, it's it's really been a lot of fun. Uh, it was one of the first pendant shows that I listened to, and I never um, didn't ever want it to end. And of course, all good things must end. So. Um, you know, kudos to all of you. I, I'm a big, big fan. And, um, you know, I, I'm not the first one to, to do this, um, but I have prepared a little something. Um, and so here we go. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I'm kind of nervous about this, so um, here we go. All right. Well, way out yonder in the land of Pendant, there's a show, it's kind of Benton, it's a show, it's a show, it's a show about a girl, and this girl's name is Dixie, hooray, hooray, she shoots down Nazis in a plane that's very, very shiny, it's brass, it's brass, hooray for our girl Dixie. Well, now, there's a lot more I could say about Dixie, but singing this song is kind of risky, so hooray and farewell to a show about a girl. And this girl's name is Dixie, hooray, hooray. She's kind of cute, we love her so, even though she just turned 50. Hooray, hooray, hooray for our girl Dixie. Alrighty, well, thanks a lot for, um, you know, 50 uh, episodes of uh, of Dixie. I loved it, and uh, I love you guys. Okay, thanks. Hi, this is Lothar Tuppen from the Yahoo List, and I just wanted to say thank you to everyone who's brought the Adventures of Brassy Battalion to us avid listeners. Now, when I first started listening, I wasn't sure I'd like Dixie and her adventures. I sometimes find World War II homage to be so campy that it's impossible to have any emotional resonance with the characters. That combined with over-the-top jingoism, um, it's usually enough to make me change the channel, so to speak. But there was something about it, and I was compelled to keep listening. By the end of the first season, I was amazed to realize that it was one of my favorite pendant shows. And I think the main reason I stuck with the show is due to a specific element that Jeffrey Bridges brought to the scripts, an element that the directors and actors then brought to life. It was that, in addition to characters that quickly transcended their stereotypes, um, the fun plots, the great dialogue, and certainly a most clever use of commercial sponsors and end credits, was a quality of heart that reminded us to laugh with instead of at the characters and plots. A heart that instilled a sense of hope and heroism that's sorely lacking in a world of justified cynicism, and is really just as sorely needed when times get tough. I don't mean the hope of beating the external bad guys or the heroism of fighting a two-dimensional evil, although Scar is well, far too bizarre to ever be labeled two-dimensional. To me, the heart that steadily beat throughout was one that reminded us how to reach out, 
how to care and be human in the best sense of what everyone can be, whether we're fighting Nazis or whether we're just in a bad mood. It was this quality that allowed me to take the series seriously, no matter how silly the soup or the bunt got. And it was also the counterpart needed to remind us that Umket was as disturbing as it was absurd. I'm going to really miss Dixie and her battalion, so thanks again to everyone for making the show live, and congratulations on a very successful completion of the series. This is it. Oh, hi, it's Susan Bridges, but I'm I'm betting a lot of you knew that anyway. Um, I guess Dixie is my one biggest pendant regret. You know, um. When it started, I was a different person, I think, you know, and um, I actually auditioned for Dixie, but I was so embarrassed and I didn't want Jeffrey to overhear me recording that I turned in a really bad audition. And I'm not saying that that's my regret, because it isn't. My regret is that I didn't find a way to become more involved with the show. Because Dixie is probably, <sighs> it's probably my, my favorite show. And there's a couple of reasons for that. But one is that Dixie has always impressed me from start to finish, from the very first episode to the last and it was so ambitious of Jeffrey to put this thing together. And it just... I mean, I remember listening to the first season again. And the first, like, four episodes was where it was trying to, you know, find its way. And after that, it just exploded. And back when he started Dixie, I was not yet his writing partner. And... So Dixie just is this beautiful, perfect thing that Jeffrey created to me. So, I mean, just from my perspective, I guess, I'm just so gosh darn proud of him. I am so proud of what he did. I mean, I couldn't be prouder of him. And it's an amazing show. And Jeffrey, this is something that you should be really, really proud of. I mean, it's just, it's had an effect on a lot of people, I'm sure, but it's had a huge effect on me, and I've looked forward to listening to every episode, and considering everything that I've been through and everything that we've been through over the last year, entertainment is such a powerful thing. It takes people away from whatever troubles they have, and we all have them, no matter how bad the situation gets. If there's someone out there who can entertain you and make you laugh, it means something. It means a lot. And so, I'm just really proud of, of what you've done, and I am so proud to be married to you. So yeah, that's it kids and Dixie's signing off and 
Gosh. I think it went out with a bang. And I guess that's it. Look at that. I can't even come up with a good ending. What kind of writer am I? Well, I can say thank you. Thank you to every person who worked on this show, who directed this show, who acted in this show. Thank you to all of you for bringing these scripts to life. Because, wow, they sure deserve it. Mark Bradford here. Congratulations, thank you, and farewell to the cast and crew of Dixie Stenberg and Brassy Battalion. I've only had a chance to listen to the first dozen episodes so far, so I have a few dozen more to look forward to. Thanks again, and best of luck in your future endeavors. Hi, this is Julia Linthicum. I'm a relatively new member to the Pendant family, but I just wanted to record this for the Dixie Anniversary Reel and thank all the team for making Dixie so special. Um, from Jess, Jeffrey and Seth to all the cast, um, I've really loved all your performances. Um, from Dixie right on down to Nebulon and her C-A-K-E fetish, um, you all are so wonderful, and it's a testament to all of you that I'll remember your characters so clearly. This isn't goodbye. Um, just remember, we'll meet again, don't know where, don't know when. Safe flying, Brassy Battalion. So long, Dixie. I'm Violet LaRue, and I just want to say that I agree 100% with what everybody else has been saying about Dixie. They're totally right. It is exactly what they said it is. And now a word from Tracy Hall. Hello, this is Tracy Hall, and I also have to agree with what everybody else has been saying, as long as what they've been saying has been good. I mean, if they said it wasn't a good show or not at all entertaining, then I don't agree with that. But Dixie was the very first pendant serial that I listened to, and it was the first one to give me a recurring role, which I really appreciated. And I was really honored to be part of it. Um, the show's engaging. It's funny. It's pulpy. It's, it was a really good listen, and I appreciate all 50 episodes that Pendant gave us. Thanks. Hey, everyone. Alicia Bell here. Um, I played Esmeralda on Dixie, Stenberg, and the Brassy Battalion. And it has been an absolute joy over the past year and a half to have been a part of this show. I highly enjoyed playing the character of Esmeralda. I'm actually from the North, um, but it was a lot of fun to play a character from the South. And out of all the shows that I've done on Pendant, her character was the favorite one for me to do. I really enjoyed watching her character grow over the last season, especially her relationship with Joey Scalzetti. So that was a lot of fun to watch that relationship blossom into what it became. I'm very sad to see the show end. It was probably one of the best written shows, I think, on Pendant that I listened to. And I'm not just saying that because I was involved in the show, but it was just, it was a joy to listen to. I'm a huge fan of that time and that era. And it just, I think, really embodied the whole um, old-timey radio shows that a lot of people enjoyed listening to over the last years. So thanks again to everybody at Pendant for allowing me to be a part of this amazing production. And I I hope that um, another show similar to it, it might be uh, coming up on the horizon. So thanks again, everybody, for letting me be a part of the show. I enjoyed it as much as I hope everybody else enjoyed it. Thanks again.
everyone, this is Andrea Fontenot, and I just wanted to say congratulations to the cast and crew of Dixie for 50 amazing episodes. Dixie was the first pendant original show that I listened to, and I was hooked right away. I love that the show had its own unique style. It had a special feel to it that was reminiscent of OTR, but, you know, a little different. I was very excited to have a small part in the show as Francie. I really enjoyed playing her. Well, once again, great work, everyone. You've made a show to be proud of, and we're going to miss it. Hello, this is Mike Winters, your friendly neighborhood Nightwing, but I also play the part of Rudolf Pelzer in the Dixie Stenberg and the Brassy Battalion Adventure Theater. <sighs> Man, you guys really needed to shorten that. Let's see. Uh, they got shield. Uh, let, let's see what I can do with this. Uh, that's D-S-B-B-A-T. And that spells disbabat. Um, that, that didn't work. Let's add the A and the T for the and the. Okay, we have D-S-A-T-B-B-A-T. And that spells disatbabat. Huh. It's like it's asking a question when someone sees Batman. Disatbabat? <laughs> well, anyway, it was an extreme pleasure being part of the series, and I... Huh? Who's that? Tis I, Rudolf Pelzer of Scar, back from the grave. Now I can exact my revenge on Dixie and those other insignificant members of the Brassy Battalion. And they cannot stop me now, because they can't kill me again. <laughs> uh, Pelzer, the series ended after episode 50. Huh? Yeah, no more after episode 50. What? They cannot do this to me. I am Pelzer of Scar. I am the savage one, with both of my arms now! Well, I'm glad you got both of your arms back, but even if it did go on, I don't think you could do anything about it anyway. They can't touch you, you can't touch them. Then I will drive them all crazy! I'll just talk to them at all hours of the night. It will drive them mad! <laughs> hmm, well, too bad it'll never happen. Oh, right. I'll get you, Dixie Writers, and your little dog, too! <laughs> huh. He's gone. <laughs> He's probably sucking face with Ursula. <laughs> anyway, congratulations, guys. This was a great series. And I leave by saying, I'm copywriting to Sadpabat, so if anyone says it, they owe me a dollar. Stenberg was the first real voiceover gig I ever had. It was the first audition I ever made. <laughs> and Volker was the character I've ever played the longest. Three years, wow. 
And, you know, playing Volker, I've, I've learned so much about, you know, voiceovers and voice acting, and, you know, just this one show alone has helped me in so many ways throughout my voiceover career. And I'm really sad to see it end. I mean, that could also be the fact that I haven't auditioned for any other pendant production in, like, ever. <laughs> yeah, one-hit wonder, that's me. But pendant audio is a great place to start. It's a great place to begin a journey. And I will always look fondly on, on my memories of doing, you know, Dixie Stenberg and playing everyone's favorite lovable, soup-loving, singing Nazi. And, you know, I should apologize for all the, you know, ad-libs and rewrites and late lines and headaches I've probably caused my directors over the years, but I've had a great time and it's been an amazing journey and I really should audition for more pendant stuff. I really should. Uh, but yeah, it's a great series and I hope it continues to live on and on and on and on. And, you know, maybe one day when I'm finally landing that big animation job, people will come up and say, Hey, yeah, you, you played Volker in the Adventures of Dixie Stenberg in Brass Battalion Adventure Theater. And I'll be like, Yeah, that was my very first voiceover role. And now, a message from Volker. And now... The end is near, and so I face the final curtain. My friends, I'll say it clear, I'll state my case, of which I'm certain. I've lived a life that's full. I've traveled each and every highway and more, much more than this. I did it my way. Regrets? I've had a few like this last episode, but then again... Too few to mention. I did what I had to do and saw it through without exemption. I planned each charted course, each careful step along the byway. And more, much more than this, I did it my way. Yes, there were times, I'm sure you knew, when I bit off more than I could chew. But through it all, when there was doubt, I drank it up and did not spit it out. I faced it all and I stood tall and did it my way.
I've loved, Vrenny. I've laughed and cried, Vrenny. I've had my fill. My share of losing, also Vrenny. And now, as tears subside, I find it all so amusing <laughs> to think I did all that, and may I say, not in a shy way, oh no, oh no, not me. I did it my way, for what is a man? What has he got? If not himself, then he has not. To say the things he truly feels, and not the words, of one who kneels, the record shows, I took the blows, and did it my Yes, it was my way. Let's see the umcat triplets beat that. Goodbye, everybody, from Volker. Mwah. Hello, this is Amanda Fitzwater, a.k.a. the Nebulous Nebulon. Congratulations, Pendant Audio and Jeffrey and the entire team of Dixie Stenberg for 50 fantastic episodes. It's been a wonderful few years, and I guess this is the time we can really break out the cake. Wow. Dixie 50. Oh my gosh, 50 episodes of Dixie, now it's over. <laughs> um, I still don't think that it's quite sunk in. I've never actually had a character like Vrenny where I took her from the beginning all the way to the very end. Um, so it's kind of hard saying goodbye. Um, but I know I'm always going to be grateful to Dixie for that. That being said, I know that I, I wanted to make sure that I said something, you know, profound and artistic and very fitting of a thespian. And then I, you know, I realized how pretentious that sounds. So I'm just going to say, you know, what I honestly think and how I feel. And that is that Dixie has been one hell of a wild ride. Um, as an actor, I had the awesome privilege of taking someone who was very meek and mild and what I thought was not going to be a major character at all. Um, and then, she, you know, she becomes this great, the great and powerful geist. Um, which required me to completely rethink this character and to do things I had never done before. Um, and I've had some great challenges along the way from the scripts, and that's wonderful because I, I love challenges. As an actor, it's what I get into. And Dixie has given me a great deal of those. Um, 
I got to be funny and comical sometimes and over the top, and then, you know, I got to be downright terrifying. Um, I think one of my favorite moments of all time will be when I was dropping acid on, on Tommy's hand. And that was the moment where you realize Vrenny is fracking insane. Um, and I think it's little things like that, uh, that that I will always remember about this show. I mean, I got to take this character all the way from her beginning all the way to her culmination. And I just can't, sh I can't thank this show enough for that particular opportunity. It's something I have never been able to do before. I've done plenty of stage acting. And I've done plenty of other radio work, but nothing quite on this scale. Um, and as a fan, I am so glad that this show has come to its completion. I mean, it makes it marks an amazing milestone for Pendant. And it's been a huge part of why I loved radio drama when I began to work on it. I mean, it's been four years of my life for Pendant. For that, I don't, I don't think the words exist uh, to say just how grateful I am for that and how how wonderful a journey it's been. Um, I still say that Volker is not allowed to join my evil cackling parties, and that rule must stand. So there. Seriously, though, um, I have a lot to thank Dixie for it, and I, I would really like to commend Jeffrey for completing this story that I know he has loved working on for the last four years. And I want to thank the directors and the assistant directors who have spent all this time working on it. And most of all, I personally really want to thank my fellow actors and actresses who have brought the show to life. Because it has been an absolute blast. I will never forget working on Dixie. Thank you again. Hi, this is Ryan Pickens. Uh, I'm a little at a loss of words. Dixie is the best stylized action drama I've ever heard. And I've been listening to classic radio dramas since elementary school. To all pendant staff, you aren't getting paid enough. You all do fantastic work, and I hope your, our audience understands how much work goes into such a great show. It's my pleasure to be able to... Uh, it was my pleasure to be able to play Robot 153, along with Amanda Fitzwater, as my nemesis, Nebulon 2000. In many ways, she was my counterpart, and really helped me play Robot 153. Uh, I also wanted to thank Alicia, who plays Lily LaRue, for helping me with directing my lines as I was recording them, and telling me to audition for the role in the first place. So thank you, Alicia. Uh, to the listeners, and especially those who clenched their fist and gave a victorious hell yeah once a hot robotic justice was served, thank you so very much. And I hope you all enjoy Umket Presents Dixie Stenberg in the Brassy Battalion Adventure Theater. Thank you. Hello. I am the Dean of Learning and the many a mainstay of higher education. And I'm here to tell you that it has been my pleasure, nay, my sacred duty, to present to you, dear listeners, the finest in Umket Industries products lo these past few years despite my temporary replacement by <clears throat> the amazing novel. I harbor no ill will to Umket Industries or to the principles of that esteemed company. I wish for you, dear listeners, the best in all your future endeavors. Remember, old deans never die. They simply sell out to industries and make fortunes endorsing products. I... And the Dean of Learning.
and many a main stay of higher education. Good morrow to you all. It is I, the amazing Noel, and I'm here to congratulate the cast and crew of Dixie Stenberg and the Brassy Battalion on their 50th and final episode. It has been great fun being a member of this show, prognosticating for you, you fine umcat listeners. But all good things must come to an end, and so with a heavy heart, I bid you all adieu, as we all move on with our lives. Miss Fortune Divine and I are going to be starting our new primetime career, so watch for us on your television. Right after, Chuckles the Pie-Throwing Clown, and before, the Bugs Bunny Cartoon Hour. Now, before I leave, I have one more prediction. Yes? Yes? I'm getting something? Yes! I'm still getting the image that we are going to be cremated and crushed down into cubes roughly the size of dice! Ah! Anyhow, goodbye, dear listeners. Hi, everybody. It's Chris. Um, it's been 43 covers since I started on Dixie Stenberg and Brassy Battalion Adventure Theater. Um, and it all kind of started on accident, because... I randomly posted a bunch of artwork that I had done one weekend on my LJ, and Jeffrey came to me and said, do you want to do covers for a pendant show? And I said, sure, which one? And I was so absolutely giddy for it to be Dixie, because, you know, it was the first original show, it was a chance to design all new characters, and I remember how awesome it was the first time that, that I went through with all of the descriptions that Jeffrey had got me and given me and got all of the characters pretty much dead on except for one hair color difference. Um, but it's been such a blast getting to do the covers for, for every episode, um, and for the DVD cover and the special poster that is at the beginning of all of the characters. I've really felt like it's given me such a fantastic opportunity to grow as an artist and to learn techniques that I never would have been able to do before. And it's really kind of sad that I don't have this pressing deadline once a month anymore because I already kind of miss drawing Dixie. Um, and then, you know, on top of that, doing the triplets' voices, um, I kind of don't miss... <laughs> all of the work that it took to do all that singing, but at the same time, um, it was a lot of fun to do. And, uh, from the first triplet song to, on Twip, um, for, um, Cola or something like that, or Hedeprin, um, all the way to the triplets, you know, fantastic finale fighting alongside all of the other Mket Studio people, um, They've been a, a riot to play, and I'm really going to kind of miss Dixie. Um, and I really, you know, I, I can't think of anything to say other than maybe um, to let the triplets sing it. So here we go. One last time, I give you the Umcat triplets. Thanks for listening, everybody.
and for buying our albums, and for being the best fans anyone could ever ask for. Even if we haven't always gotten along. It was always a lot of fun. And so now, all we have left to say is... It's, it's time, time to go. It's time to say goodbye. I really thought that it would never end. But maybe someday, if we're lucky, our paths will cross again. Until that day, I'll say farewell, my friend. My friend. Until that day, I'll say farewell, my friend. I'll say farewell, my friend. So... Jeffrey asked for us to record some thoughts on Dixie with the oncoming 50th episode. It's interesting. Dixie Stembridge was my first uh, audio drama that I ever got to act in. And honestly, when I sent in my uh, audition, I wasn't sure that anybody would want to hear me doing Archibald. Withersby. And I kind of went over the top, and I talk like this a lot in the audition, and you know, I don't know why, uh, but uh, they seemed to hear something in Archibald that they liked. So I was I was pleased to get cast in the role, and I, I sort of felt like, uh, obviously I don't belong with these people, these people all actually are really good at this, and I'm just the amateur that just happened to come across the audition and thought, well, it can't hurt. And then I got in, and I was sort of shocked. And now it's gone all the way through. And I'm a little sad to see it go. Um, I think that the stylized classic pulp adventure of Dixie Stenberg really touched a note with a lot of people. And I think that that sort of um, adventure, we don't get as much as I think I would like anyway. And uh, so having that show around was certainly a boon. And I will be sad to see it go. But, you know, those shows will always be there and we'll always be able to go back. And I can always say, hey, I was a part of that. So that's definitely something that I'm proud of, and I think that everyone in the show should be proud of the show, then proud of the work they did. It was a really interesting show, and uh, I, I, I hope it's remembered well, you know, well after we're done making it. But those are my thoughts on Dixie. Um, congrats to making it at 250. Well, y'all have a good day. Hi, this is Steve Anderson, the voice behind Reginald Billingsley. Working on Dixie Stenberg was so much fun, and it kept being a blast time after time. Thank you, Jeffrey, for writing such an enjoyably evil character to play. And thank all of you for listening. After all, without such an enthusiastic audience, well, I would have been sitting alone in a room talking to myself. 
And that would be pretty pathetic, now wouldn't it? <laughs> Hello everybody, this is Mark Zaracor. I am the person that had the privilege of getting to play Frank McGuff in 35 episodes of the Dixie Stenberg and Brassy Battalion Adventure Theater. Seems like only three years ago that... Uh, the original actor stepped down, and they put the role up. I hadn't been listening to Pendant very long at the time. Uh, I got hooked on him through uh, through the Superman show and through the rest of the DC shows, and uh, remember eventually branching out into the original shows. And Dixie was the first one. Um, I'll I'll be honest, I was a little leery of it. I don't know I don't know why. I kind of don't remember that was again three and a half years ago or so. Um, but it just, I don't know, I didn't think it would be anything I'd care about, but I listened to the first few episodes and I fell in love with it. And, uh, one of the things, uh, I've always been one to do weird voices and, uh, listening to, uh, Shannon's portrayal of Frank, I just, I love that voice. And I, even before the role even came up, I was already kind of mimicking it just, just so I could get it down. Cause I just really liked it so much. And then when the role came up, it's like, I've, I got to try. I got to try. I mean, what's what's the worst they can say? Get the heck out of here, and we don't want to listen to you again. Uh, but no, I tried out, uh, and I, I was so shocked when I got the role. <laughs> uh, and I've been very, very happy with, with how the show has gone. And uh, Jeffrey, you've done an awesome, awesome job uh, writing this show. Um, it's It's just been... A pleasure to be able to read the scripts as they come in and seeing where it's going, uh, and the probably the only thing I would have done differently is I, I mean, you had all the different romances going on. Why, why couldn't Frank get some love? I mean, come on, come on, Jeffrey, come on. Yeah, I always had this uh, the idea, you know. Uh, so I, don't ask me how this would have worked, and it, it couldn't have, I'm sure. But I, I just for some reason was seeing. Frank hooking up with Mrs. Scalze. I don't know why. Just, but anyway, didn't happen. So anyway, uh, but no, Jeffrey, you've, you've done an awesome job with this show. You should be very, very proud of what you've done. Um, and I just wish you could get paid for it. <laughs> Maybe someday you will. You never know. Uh, but, uh, but it's been great. Um, also, uh, of course, the show could not have happened uh, like it did. Uh, without the tremendous efforts of Seth, you, Seth, you did a great job of putting these shows together and and giving it that old timey feel. I, I mean, I just I, I loved it. I love this show. Um, and also, of course, thanks to uh, to Bill and to Bruce for being able to step up when Seth had to step down for for his reasons. Uh, and you just kept up with what he did, and it's the show is just great and. I, I can't say enough things about it, uh, but uh, I, I'm going to really, really miss doing Frank's voice. I already miss doing Frank's voice because it's been three months since I've done lines. Uh, but it's oh, and I'm I'm not really a very emotional person, but I just remember I do remember that 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 last the very last line I did. Of, of Frank's, I, I, I was actually holding back some tears. I mean, some honest tears. I don't do that. And yet here I was 
saying goodbye to a character that I've grown so attached to over the last few years. Uh, and I can just, you know, granted I was only there for the last 35. I mean, I can imagine what, what some of the other actors and actresses are, are, were feeling when they were doing their final lines. Uh, but anyways, it's, it's a great show. I'm, I'm sorry to see it go. I, I know this is the end and I, I completely respect and I would never want this to just keep on going for the sake of keeping it going. Uh, but maybe one day, Jeffrey, you'll get around to writing, uh, the future adventures of Dixie's great grandkids, great, 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 however many generations down the line, kids. Uh, and I will be listening intently to it, and maybe I'll even try out. Who knows? Uh, but again, great job to all, to all the actors and actresses that have been in this show throughout the years. Uh, it's, you've all been superb. And I guess with that, uh, I thank you, Jeffrey, for letting me be a part of this. And I thank you, the listeners, for putting up with me. <laughs> um, well, I guess that's it then. Bye. Hey, folks. Pete here. Well, Umkent Industries presents the Dixie Stenberg and Brassy Battalion Adventure Theater has flown its last mission. Dixie was the first original show I was ever a part of, and it was a lot of fun. I got to use an outrageous German accent, and I got to roll my ass a great deal. When I first got the role of Freudenberg, I pictured him as a white-haired guy in overalls, someone who'd been a mechanic in Germany for years before beating feet for the U.S. of States. Imagine my surprise when Kristen came out with a cast art and I found I was actually playing a young guy who looked a bit like Jack Knight from DC Comics' Starman. And yet I didn't alter my performance a bit. Because I am lazy. Well, no more will I have to say, Ya boss? Ya boss. No more getting thrown into planes by Dixie. No more making out with my hand and pretending it's Lily LaRue. That's that's how I made the kissing noises, you know. That's that's my hand. What I'm doing. It's not something I do in my private time. Okay, let's just be clear on that point. Yep, I will Freud no more forever. At least until the sequel. What? Oh come on! You expect me to believe Dixie is dead? Really? She was flying a plane into a spaceship. Are you seriously telling me they don't have emergency transporter technology? Obviously, when they saw they were about to get shot down, the beasts initiated the transporter, which teleported them back to their home planet, but left the ship behind. Dixie was caught up in their transporter field, and she ended up on their planet, where she met up with the Resistance and eventually overthrew the beast's scruff regime. Obviously. Sadly, this entailed removing the power of interstellar travel from the planet, so Dix was trapped there for the rest of her life. But they did make her queen, so that was nice. Look, that's how I interpret it. Anyway, before I go, I have a deleted scene for you. Way back in number three, Jeffrey and or Seth, I don't remember who, suggested that Alicia and I do a little walla in the background of the scene where Billingsley is introducing Brassy Battalion to the AeroQuest folks. I wrote a few lines for Freudy and Lily, but we ran out of time before we could record it. But lucky you, we recorded it now. So enjoy when Lily met Freudenberg. And keep him flying, Brasketeers. To the project. Yeah? Well, 
Hello. Miss... Melidoroy. And who might you be, my petite Chris monkey? I'm, uh... uh I'm, uh... That tag uh, on your overalls might help. Huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Danke. I'm, uh, I'm Greimendorf. I mean, Freudenberg. Freudenberg. I, looking down, it looks like something. I'm Freudenberg. Hello. Nice to meet you. <laughs> A pleasure to meet you, Monsieur Freudenberg. Oh, you're working on a P-47 Thunderbolt. What a beautiful machine. You're familiar with it? I wish. We don't have anything this sweet in the Royal Canadian Air Force. You're a pilot. Does that surprise you? No, I just... Uh, I've, I have never seen a pilot as beautiful as you. Not even Miss Dixie. Please don't tell her I said that, because she might murder me. It'll be our little secret. Of course. You must now do something for me. Uh, what's that? This. Lily! You know, that Frodenberg boy is so cute. I should like to wrap him around my little finger. Like a bow. Oh, Canada. Another dame. Call it, Frank. Whew. Fifty episodes. Oh, that was fun. Perry Whittle here. I'm so happy I was able to play the part of Adarchenko and be part of the show and part of the battalion. There have been so many great moments over the years. I've been trying to remember some of them. Uh, for instance, the commercials. Right, and the credits. Punching Billingsley. And flirting, awkwardly, with Iris. Duh. And punching Billingsley. And learning Freudenberg's first name. <laughs> Duh. And punching Billingsley. Yeah. Thanks to everybody who contributed to the production, and special thanks go to Jeffrey Bridges and Seth Adam Schur, who started the whole thing. Anthony Paselli here, um, a.k.a. Joey Scalzetti, you know. Yeah. I got connections, you know. Um, just wanted to say thank you for the opportunity. Um, working with Pendant for the past 40 episodes. I believe I came on, it was episode 10. It's been forever. But uh, uh, developing Joey and uh, having that opportunity to uh, act with you folks was uh, a great, great honor. And um, to work with the great cast of uh, Dixie, um was really fantastic and i really enjoyed it it was the thrill and highlight of uh of my career so far as a voice actor um just want to say thank you uh for that opportunity and i will miss joey you know he's here some way he's always there but you know uh, for him to come out, maybe we could do a little bit of a uh, get-together. You know, have like a seance so we can get Dixie to come back. But uh, um, I will, uh, I, I do miss and have been missing doing Joey. He is a great part of my life. And working with uh, Pendant, I just wanted to say thank you for the opportunity. And uh, it was a great pleasure working with everyone. It was a lot of fun. It was uh, a stupendous show. And um, I look forward to doing more with uh, Pendant.
and I will talk to you soon. Everyone, good luck, and stay safe, America. And some final words from Joey here, you know? Hey, I miss you guys, you know, Corny and, uh, uh, and Essie. Yeah, Essie, I'll be home soon, okay? Uh, just let tell the boys that everything will be fine, and I'll be home soon. Uh, and, uh, Dix, we'll miss you. We'll miss you, Dix. And Reg, and, um, Archenko will miss you. Well, I'll, I'll miss you, man, you know? Uh, and Tommy, keep keep that boy going well. Ah, Gherkin, stay safe, America. Well, hello, hello, it's Chris Britton here, voice of Thomas Galen, uh, from episode 3 through episode 50 of Dixie. Um, bloody hell, that's a long time. Um, Dixie and my role as Thomas was the first thing I got in Pendant, and it was very, very early on after me discovering it, which was, where are we? Uh, I found Pendant around January 2006, and I think I was cast as Tommy in March or April. Um, now I'd love to be able to say it's because of my fabulous acting talent. <laughs> Probably more to do with the fact that um, I was one of the only British uh, male voices around at the time. But hey, I'm not complaining because it's been a lot of fun. Um, it's a uh, very different show from pretty much any other uh, old-time radio series um, that I've discovered in the audioverse, to be honest. Um, and truly lives up to the title of old-time radio um, in both the uh, homage that it gives to the genre and obviously the setting um, during World War II and spanning out of that. And it's been very interesting playing uh, playing the character and seeing his development from a very stiff British uh, British pilot through to being the love of uh, the lead character's life, which is, is quite nice. And got a kid and everything, um, all responsible. So... Yeah, it's it's kind of weird to think that it'll all be over. It was very strange to record my last lines and see how it all ends. And I do hope that um, you all like the, the way it wraps up. Um, I think that uh, the cast, Jeffrey, um, the, the directors on the show have, have put a huge amount of work into it. Um, and I really do think it shows. And um, I do think, as, as a 50-episode series... Um, it really stands stands out as something very special and um, something that you can go back to the beginning and enjoy all the way through now um, as one long story which I'm quite looking forward to doing so myself uh, so yeah thanks for sticking with us um, all the amazing download figures that come through I hope it's been a wild ride you never know might be more I know nothing at all, but it sounds to me like the story has possibilities to continue. Um, and uh, Jeffrey, my voice is always available to uh, to do this. Uh, sometimes it's a little bit posher, a little bit posher, enunciating a little bit more, and sometimes a little bit more chilled out, especially when he's pissed. So uh, that's all from me. But um, thank you all very much, and thank you to Jeffrey for inventing the show, casting me in the role, 
and uh, putting up with uh, my uh, very often ridiculously late lines. Um, goodbye. This is Bruce, the assistant director of Dixie Stenberg and Brassy Battalion. Um, we're saying interesting things here for the 50th uh, show reel. And I want to thank some people. I want to thank Seth, first of all, for a smooth handoff of all this workflow, which was, you know, he, he was getting too busy to do it and was moving on to bigger and better and actually paid things. And um, this has been a remarkably good working arrangement. I want to thank uh, Director Bill for his patience and uh, working together on a production flow that worked for us both. And I got to tell you, the hardest part was not taking directorial control and deviating from the familiar styling of this show. We wanted to keep it the same as it always had been and not make it sound any different. So you guys, the listeners out there, would not even know necessarily that things had changed. And this last episode has been a magnum opus. And I, uh, I hope we did you all proud. Thanks. Bye. Go on, then. Say something. Hello, and welcome to the end special for Dixie Stenberg and Brassy Battalion. Hello. I'm Seth Adam Schur, your former director, through episodes 1 through 44, and with me, as frequently was in the commentary and frequently in the show as well was our assistant producer, James Hamilton. Thank you. How are you, Seth? I'm just dandy. How are you? That's excellent. I'm doing good. Thank you. Wonderful. So, how do you feel about your time as the assistant director for Dixie Stenberg? Um, it was, it was actually a very fruitful thing for me, uh, obviously, you know. Yeah. You know, but the audience probably doesn't, yeah. that uh, I, I came into Dixie wanting to sort of open up my my palette as an audio producer, um, basically to get myself in a position where I made myself more available to more work, uh, right. in fact. And now you came from a predominantly musical production background? I did, yeah. I learned how to do it because I wanted to learn how to... to you know, record my CD and, and get my music out there, and right. it has completely turned my life around into an audio production machine, much like yourself. Why, thank you. But I digress. Um, it, was, it was a lot of fun working on Dixie. I mean, my first sound design work obviously mm -hmm. was on Dixie, um, and probably the most fun. I thought you would get a kick so out of that. So far, absolutely. Uh, the the woogie spirally effects <laughs> and, and, and the mentally the noise. First, was that the first you, that you created for the show? Yes, I forget yes, it was. Those were excellent voices. Why, uh, thank you. Excellent. Those weren't voices. Although there could have been a voice counter, too. <laughs> and it wor they worked well with the show, which is always a good thing. And, uh, you know, I really enjoyed the the stuff that I got a chance to do. Uh, obviously, we, we fell into the groove of me working on the funny bits, as it were, the, the commercial and the end credits. Mm -hmm. um, and, yes, that was my decision because right. it, you made, asked for those it made me rough. So <laughs> those were the ones that I wanted to do.
How about yourself? Oh, it was great from from the start. I, I, I still have some of the original emails uh, from when Dixie Stenberg first started. And uh, Jeffrey and I were bouncing around the, the ideas for the show. Um, I remember, of course, um, everyone knows since we, we've done a couple of uh, uh, conversations, Jeffrey and I, of how um, the show came about. But um, in the end, unfortunately, I wasn't able to work on it as much as I wanted to. Um, and so I'm, I, I have to give a, a wonderful shout out to Bill Fisher and Bruce Busby, who have taken the show to its completion. Thank you so much, guys. You guys rock. Absolutely. Socks and boxers. And, of course, uh, this would not have been possible had Jeffrey Bridges, Mr. Jeffrey Bridges, Mr. Commercial Announcer himself. Oh, my. <laughs> and you do a great impression. Why, thank you. Had not accepted the challenge of creating a, a classic radio serial spoof or, or, or uh, a love letter to classic radio uh, that, that we came up with in the form of Dixie Stenberg. Um, it was great fun for, oh my God, it must have been like five years in production. Um, wow. And it's all coming to a close this month. And I'm sorry to see it go, but happy to see it go. And I look forward to seeing what Pended produces in its wake. Thank you, Jim, for being a part of the show. Thanks for uh, making the opportunity available for me to do it. Thanks both to you and Jeffrey. Um, it was a lot of fun. It, it's it's led to a very fruitful time in my life, just like Yay. you know, doing that stuff has for you. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know, we're both. It's opened up a whole new set of doors that I never even knew about. Absolutely. A few years ago. Yeah, yeah, and and here we are, both now working for. Uh, Mr. Jerry Robbins and Colonial Radio Theater, you working on Zorro and Logan's Run mm-hmm. and, and Ray Bradbury. Chronicles. Oh, yeah. Martian Chronicles. That's the Me, next one. Uh, having yeah. done Buck Allison, the actor robot with Walter Koenig and mm-hmm. the project blah, blah, I'm blah. currently working on yeah. that yeah. I can't <laughs> say <laughs> what it is. Thank you to you and, and Jeffrey and everybody that's made the opportunities available to me that I've been able to uh, work with and and make my life a better place. It's I'm, I can't believe how appreciative I am and and don't think I could express it in words. So, here is our love letter to Dixie. Thank you, Dixie, for all the memories. Thank you, and good night. Hello, I'm Renee Christine Jones, and I played Dixie Stenberg uh, on the uh, uh, Umkit present. Umkit Industries presents the Dixie Stenberg and Brassy Battalion Adventure Theater. God, I hope I got that right. And with me is my daughter. Hello, I'm Natasha Ariel Dermoth, and I played Dixie Stenberg in one episode. Yep, she played Dixie Stenberg as a little girl in episode 50. So, um... She did not like wearing dresses. No, Dixie does not like to wear dresses. Um, so, <laughs> did you like to play Dixie Stenberg, Boo? Yeah. Yeah. Care to elaborate on that, or are you just going to leave it at yeah? Um, I like playing her because as I now know that she, I now know that in the show she, he learned, she learned how much she, he liked, liked to fly, 
by jumping off of a swing set. Yeah. And I've been playing Dixie since episode 12. Um, I was the replacement, but being as that uh, the previous Dixie Stenberg before me only played her for 11 episodes, and I have done a total of, okay, let's see, 11 minus 50, so that I have ha I have been playing Dixie Stenberg for 40, for 39 episodes, so I think the part is mine yeah. entirely, so haha. Um, I've really enjoyed uh, playing Dixie and watching her grow and watch and developing her, you know, to my own specifications. I hope you all have liked her too. Um, I'm gonna miss it, but you know, as the Jeffrey says, it's time to move on, and eventually every good story has to end. And I really hope that you liked it. So um, we'll miss you. I'll miss all the cast. It really was an ensemble show. I was just there to have Tourette's moments at the end. No, no, I did more than that, but not a whole lot more. So anyway, um, we would like to, from two of the Dixies, we'd like to say goodbye. Goodbye. And salute you. We salute you, don't we? Yes, we do. We're going to salute, only this is audio, so you won't see it. Nope. Yeah. Huh. Alright, so Dixie Stenberg signing out. And Lil Dixie Stenberg signing out. Goodbye. Goodbye. Keep to the skies. Bye-bye. Alright, Jeffrey Bridges back here again. You of course know me as the commercial announcer in Dixie and the uh, creator and writer of the show for all 50 episodes. Um... It's very difficult for me to sum up what this show has been like. It's um it was very difficult to write, much more so than any of the other stuff that I've written for Pendant in that um it required a lot of research. I'd have to look up a lot of things about the time period and, and you know it was it had its fantastical elements, you know, Geist flying through walls and the the beasts and the ray guns and the robots. But I still tried to keep it as grounded in reality outside of that as I could because I, I think you kind of need that when you have so much uh, fantastical stuff going on. You need a, a good, you know, re reality base to sort of tether it down, I guess, so that, I don't know, something like that. But So I did a lot of research on, on the time period and uh, obviously the commercials from old-time radio and... Um, slang and the way people spoke back then and I, I would have to look up really weird things like did fire extinguishers exist in 1943 and and what were they like if they did exist were they different from what we have now and you know things like that and um so that made it tough and it was always difficult to try to stay true to the time period and to do a sort of homage slash spoof of of old-time radio while uh uh, being true to the characters and the story I wanted to tell, and, and it, it was rough, but um, I, I enjoyed it, but it was definitely uh, a lot of work that, that uh, I'm glad to have the, the free time back, but I'm, I'm really missing it, and I'm really missing the characters and the show, and um, I want to thank um, everybody who was in the cast over the years, whether you had a, a small, you know, one or two line role all the way up through, um, you know, Renee as Dixie herself. 
this show would not have existed without you folks, and I think you've all done absolutely magnificent job, you know, bringing bringing this world to life. And I just want to thank you, you know, for for your participation there. There are a few other uh, thanks that I need to hand out, though. Um, I need to thank Seth Adamsher for his 44 episodes of Amazing Excellent Direction, and uh, Jim Hamilton for all of the assistance he provided and the great sound effects he created and the great mixing he did when he was assisting Seth. And I have to thank um, Bill Fisher and Bruce Busby for coming on to, to help close the show out and keep up the quality to the level that it has been at and that you've all come to expect. I have to thank um, Renee Christine Jones for being the absolute perfect Dixie. Uh, you're better than I could have ever asked for. And, uh, you know, you, you had to carry this show and um, you did it beautifully. I, I couldn't have asked for a better Dixie. I know I, I keep saying that, but it's tr I just I'm over the moon with your performance as Dixie. And um, I have to thank my wife, Susan Bridges, for um, always being my first round editor on these scripts and uh, telling me when some of the gags didn't work and telling me when I was being a little too goofy and pushing things a little too far, maybe. And um, so the show wouldn't uh, have been as good as it, as I feel it was if it wasn't for her uh, help and comments. And um, more than anybody, though, I want to thank you. Whoever you are listening to this and listening to the show and, and who's been listening all along. The show, I mean, I don't even know how to put this into words, but you folks have given me something that, you know, I, I don't think at this point I could have gotten any other way. You, you listened to this show. You listened to something that I created and that all of these amazingly talented people worked really, really hard on, and you didn't come to it already knowing anything about it. It's not based on a pre-existing property, you know, that's had movies and comic books or TV shows made about it. You didn't know anything about it, and you checked out the show, and you've listened all the way through, and you've made it Pendant's um, most popular, most downloaded original show pretty much since its inception, and... I just, I can't thank you enough for that. Uh, I don't, I want you to know that I never, ever, ever took the audience for granted. I tried every single month to deliver not only the the story that I wanted to tell and to serve the characters, you know, that, that I had created and that all of our actors portrayed so very well, but, but to serve you folks, the audience. Uh, we never missed a release date. I, I just, I'm so eternally grateful to have had this opportunity to, to tell the story I wanted to tell with this great show in this great medium with a great cast and to have you folks listen to it and hopefully enjoy it and hopefully it brought you some entertainment and joy and laughter and hopefully you liked the, 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 the story I had to tell. But... I don't even know what to say or, or how to say it. It's just, I'm eternally grateful to have had the audience that I have had on this show, that, that we've all had on this show. And 
to have all of you people, you know, listen to what we do and enjoy it, and that's what makes it all worthwhile. So, you know, I, I said it at the end of, of every episode of Dixie, and it's at the end of every single Pendant show, and it is as true now as it was on the first episode of any show Pendant ever aired, and as it is on every show Pendant puts out. Thank you for listening. I can't thank you enough for listening. You are our audience, and we are lucky to have you, and we appreciate you, and respect you, and I hope, I sincerely hope, that you have enjoyed the show, and it has been my great pleasure to work on it with this amazingly talented cast and crew, and um, just stay tuned out there, folks, because if all goes well, this is not the last you've heard of Dixie Stenberg and Brassy Battalion. Thank you. And this girl's name is Dixie. Hooray, hooray. She shoots down Nazis in a plane that's very, very shiny. It's brass, it's brass. Hooray for our girl Dixie. It's time to go, it's time to say goodbye. I really thought that it would never end. But maybe someday, if we're lucky, our paths will cross again. Until that day, I'll say farewell, my friend.